Jose. What's up? What's happening? What's happening is we are a day late, and I forgot to tell people about it, uh, with the <laughs> A Steve podcast. Um, things Friday happened. edition. I gave you I gave you an extra day because a friend of mine wanted to hang out, and I was like, well, I guess I'll juggle the days. Um, but yeah, Easter holiday. Hey, it's Easter weekend holiday, so time for a nice Friday, baby. Night, yeah. Um, but speaking of Easter weekend, guess what, man? Uh, before we get into our main topic, which is the Resident Evil 4 remake, we've both beaten it. Um, I've gotten more than halfway through a replay, um, a new game plus, and generally positive reactions. But before we do discuss that, I want to discuss the Super Mario Brothers movie. I saw it with a friend. <laughs> I saw it with a friend Steve today, and his uh, three boys. Um, and I don't want to go too deep on it right now, but I do want to just you know I saw it. I wanted to discuss it a little bit, and. My quickest take on it is it is a good movie, but not great, but it is great fun. And I think that is in a lot of ways appropriate for a Mario or a Nintendo game because they are definitely great fun, but in certain ways are they ever really great games? And I think people will probably beat me up for saying that. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I always do like the Mario Brothers games and I, they're, they're all, you can always count on them as being fun. And going yeah. into this movie, I was a little bit apprehensive because I... I mean, I'm going to be honest, I don't trust Illumination. I think Despicable Me is the best thing they've ever done, and it's all been downhill from there. Um, but this I've never even seen Despicable Me. I have unfortunately seen Sing 2. Um, See, that's exactly what I mean by downhill from there. Like, Yeah, I and I, I can't stand musicals. Uh, I didn't care for American Idol, so well, that's turn the that thing. It's American Illumination Idol. Illumination is just, ugh. Yeah, it's it's American Idol turned into a musical with uh, anthropomorphic animal people. Um, yeah, I mm, not in my 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 style. And honestly, I'll be singing songs I don't like either. Oh, there's yeah, that, that too. <laughs> but that's the thing. Um, I think what's very telling is not only has Nintendo had their logo very prominently on like every poster, everything. Like, they want you to know this is Nintendo, and also. The top producer credit goes to Shigeru Miyamoto, and I yeah, think he was uh, he was like you know nothing went past him without approval. Like yeah, nothing he, went past him without his approval, which is like uh, kind of huge, you know. Because if there's anything I've learned, it's that Illumination needed to be kept in check, uh, otherwise they would do. Oh, there's a lot I could say about this, and I haven't even seen the movie, but like. Because Illumination is notorious for like reusing assets and whatnot. Like if you look very closely, you'll see a lot of the same characters in different scenes, and you know, just a lot of reused stuff. So they could do that with Toads. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably did. I'll be honest. Oh, I'll they tell you right now. Like, but I, I mean, at the same time, that just kind of fits with the universe. Yeah. So, um, it does. no, for me, it's like. I guess for me, there was a lot of other things. And what's really weird to me going into this is because everyone knows by now the Rotten Tomatoes score was like below 50%, which is not, it's not unusual for video game movies to have lower scores. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog was not high, but it was at least in the high 60 percentile. So that this got so low was odd. And then you read deeper and 
it's things like, oh, you know, shallow characters, this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, okay, well, I, I don't need deep character arcs, I guess. I mean, I'll see for myself. And then you have people complaining about, like, like one review was like, everything was fine in Brooklyn, but then once you get into the Mushroom Kingdom, it stops making sense. There's floating blocks everywhere. There's power-ups and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it's confusing. <laughs> and I'm sitting here like, are you? Are you, are you unfamiliar with video? And it's not like these are all critics that are like super boomer that yeah. maybe, maybe played around a Pac-Man in the arcade. No, this is... Maybe Missile Command. This is like Gen X and millennial critics that are going to be our age or maybe a little bit older or even a little bit younger reviewing this movie and are like saying this crap. And it's like, I have a theory... And part of this is like this is this is going to be like where some people consider a tinfoil hat, even though I can go tinfoil <laughs> hat if you want. I don't want to because I don't believe in the tinfoil hat stuff. But the thing is, Hollywood and L.A. and all that is honestly a big high school with all of its politics, or you could even right. say aristocratic with all of its mm -hmm. politics. You know, lots of power play, lots of this, that, and the other thing. And I'm really curious. If this is something that goes back um, with video games starting to become the more profitable multimedia industry, well, I don't want to say multi more pro profitable, but certainly more income or revenue, right? Because that doesn't necessarily mean profit, but more revenue. Yeah. Um, because video games are the biggest money-making media right now. Right now. Uh, it, yeah, but, but but as you said, that that asterisk being profit, right? And that's the thing. There um, is a big asterisk there, but nobody looks at that. And I think you also have things like, for how many years has Mario been more recognizable than Mickey Mouse? Since the 90s. Woo! Since Ooh, yeah. the 90s, right? And let's face it, that's only increasing with um, things like Minecraft becoming yep. more core to, like, that. that is a more universal culture to children than most children's entertainment ends up being, right? Like, more kids care about Minecraft than care about Disney. There's a Minecraft movie in the works starring Jason Momoa. Well, I'm sure that's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's, well, see, that's... I mean, who knows? If... Hopefully, honestly, I would hope someone like Microsoft or any other company that runs this stuff looks at Nintendo's involvement in the Mario movie... And yeah. takes that seriously because I have a feeling too, there were a lot of people that got shut shot down for an opportunity because they didn't they were unwilling to play ball with Nintendo's oversight. Yeah. Um because this movie could have gone wrong in so many ways. And again, like I, I just I wonder again, it's like if just Hollywood in general has a thing against this movie for Nintendo daring to come in and tell Hollywood what is and is not okay. Yeah. Um, like that's kind of like, this is a really big deal when, you know, when you think about it, because Miyamoto being involved in, in, in a movie, you know, like this is, I don't think Miyamoto has ever had a, a film career at all. No, but uh, I mean, this could actually be the start of it because the, there's 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 a market for this. And they, it would be silly to not make a series of movies, and I'm sure that there's a stinger at the end or something. 
Oh, there's definitely, well, even before that, I mean, they're on the record officially as saying they want to work on a Donkey Kong movie. Yeah. Um, and that, <clears throat> that ties in with rumors of Miyamoto and others at Nintendo internally working on a new Donkey Kong ga- game where they intentionally, instead of having Retro or another outsourced studio work on it, or, well, I don't want to say outsourced, but they have it internal Nintendo Japan because Miyamoto, and I, it's probably because, again, close to retirement age too, right? And Donkey yeah. Kong was one of Miyamoto's first characters. And they want to bring him back to being A-list with Mario. And so they're trying to make something. And so a Donkey Kong movie and having him in here, it you could see what they're trying to do in that regard. But yeah. it also makes sense for Donkey Kong to be in the movie because he is... Mario essentially owes his career to Donkey Kong. In a lot of cases, yes. Um, he is a core part of Mario's history. Um, but in regards to, again, the reception and the response, I think I do think it's been extreme in both ways. Because I've seen a lot of people say that this movie is not very good. And I think they're wrong. I've also seen a lot of people say this movie is great. I also think they're wrong. But it's, I think it's a more than anything else, movie. I think more than anything else, this is like this, and people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this. I think this is, at least for children's movies, maybe not for all of modern Hollywood, but for, at least for children's movies, this is the Star Wars to everything else. Because like in the 70s, Star Wars was a breath of fresh air from the dark super realistic and super pessimistic take of most 70s film. We got a lot of great cinema with a capital C in the 70s. The Godfather is a classic for a reason. You had a Mm -hmm. lot of great cinematography, a lot of great experimentation, and a lot of real grittiness and meaning and exploration of, you know, the darker aspects of humanity and just what it meant to be human in general. I mean, I do like the movie, the graduate, for example, the graduate's not a fun or comfortable film. It's not bloody like taxi driver or the Godfather, (laughs) but it's dealing with stuff that is very appropriate for what people were going through. And it even, I mean, I graduated college and I watched that movie and it's like, I get, what Dustin Hoffman's character is going through in this listlessness and all this other stuff versus um, now though. And again, like then you have star Wars come in and it's just a fun, optimistic movie again. And with children's entertainment today, firstly, assuming kids are either stupid or sugar addled ADD Latin, like, constant and this is a fast-paced movie but it's like there was a preview for a new trolls movie right before this and the trolls movie to me is the most pessimistic perspective <laughs> on a child's intelligence and brain the you trolls like those, those like <clears throat> mid-2000s like 3d movies uh cgi movies like shark tail over the hedge those are just madagascar not- those were just not great. No, Trolls is really... Uh, I mean... Uh. <laughs> okay, so more like Minions. And yes, that too. Even though that was more... Let's be, let's face it. That was more middle-aged women that post Minions on Facebook with these random quotes, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there are some great ones. Like, 
talking about how they bury their husbands in the backyard and some stuff. Good lord, I don't, I don't get it. Um, but <laughs> this movie, though, it is fast paced, and there's a number of reasons why. But it doesn't feel like it's talking down to the audience. Um, nor does it feel like it's trying to have too much for the adults, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's no real adult humor. There might be one or two things I've forgotten that are minor, but they're not like, it's not a carryover from Shrek, where Shrek right. decided to have a lot of blatantly adult humor that goes over most kids' heads, and that became like a signature of a lot of children's films. This doesn't have any of that. This is a movie where the heroes are good people for the most part and bowser is a bad guy but he's sympathetic and he's and i think to under if you really want to understand why bowser is the way he is and why the original donkey kong was the way he is you need to remember that shigeru miyamoto originally wanted to make a popeye game shigeru miyamoto liked popeye oh i forgot about that yeah shigeru miyamoto liked popeye donkey kong and bowser are effectively bluto and uh, yeah. when you realize that, it's like you'll understand why Bowser is the way he is. Um, and yeah, in this movie, and that's the thing, dude, voice performance, Jack Black really did the best, even though there are moments where you could tell it's Jack Black singing or doing whatever Jack Black does. But most of the time, he's trying to actually put on a voice. He's trying to embody Bowser, and he does a great job of it. Um, and I'm going to be, okay, so some of this I'm going to regret saying, right? Oh, boy. Chris Pratt did a good job. Oh, well, that is such a hot take. Ah, ah. I, know, I, well, do I know people I are saying he was going to do a good job. People are saying I it now. It. I mean, I was a little concerned, but as more and more preview footage <clears throat> came out, I was like, okay, I think this might be fine. It's just taking a bit. Um, we had Captain Lou Albano known for WWF way back in the day as Mario <laughs> back in the 80s. Okay. And ever since then, we've had... Bing, bing, woohoo, yippee! As Mario, we could not have an entire movie of bing, bing, woohoo. We could no, not. We could not have. They There's do still, no way. They do still have moments of it, though. Um, oh, of course they do. You, you have to have, like, moments of it. It just couldn't be an entire hour and a half. <laughs> they, even, they even do pay proper homage to the fact that these are Italian boys from Brooklyn. Um, Luigi is... By Charlie, Charlie Day's Luigi, and I already knew this from the some of the trailers. Charlie Day does a great job as Luigi. Um, also, just just remind you, we, we, we should probably reel it in because this is not Resident no, no, Evil. No. <laughs> no, this is not. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Anya Taylor Joy did a good job. I was really worried about Keegan Michael Key as Toad because in the trailers, <laughs> they did him dirty as Toad, <laughs> dude. He seemed like he was going to be really annoying the whole movie, dude. He he's not annoying. He's good. not over. The thing is, he's not overexposed either. He's also good. He, he they actually did Toad well, so it's like you know what? Great, that's good. So it's not like Cranky, Olaf from Frozen. Cranky Kong is odd. I forget the name of the actor doing Cranky Kong, but the thing I is, know Cranky Kong was in. <laughs> that's the thing. Cranky Kong's in it, and he's not Cranky Kong as you'd expect him from Donkey Kong Country. So I don't even know how to really evaluate any of that. Don- Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. This is the hot take. <laughs> uh oh. I don't think it was that bad. I mean, I if mean, it- if they recast him, I wouldn't mind it because it's Seth Rogen. I mean, but yeah, honestly- Seth Rogen. I know what you did. 
<laughs> I know what you and your friend did, okay? But he didn't do that bad of a job, actually. I was really surprised at how I got how quickly I got used to his voice as Donkey Kong. And no, I'm, I'm sure it's fine because you know now we just have like for the for the games we just have some dude making monkey noises as Donkey Kong. Yeah, currently <laughs> at least. But no, it's it's good. Um, it is a good game. I definitely think more people ought to go see it. And I, I'm actually going to see it a second time with my family. I'm I already bought the tickets. I was like, you know, because the movie's been living in my head. I might do another. We honestly, if enough, if Steve is on board for it, and if you manage to get to see it, I won't be. I, I would be fine doing a spoiler cast on the movie. Um, because I got thoughts, and this <laughs> movie could have gotten gone so wrong. Oh but, yeah, it, it, like you see Illumination, you're like, oh boy. You see any Hollywood adaptation? You see any Hollywood adaptation? Because it's like there's a million. Like I could think of a bunch of examples, and even most recently Sonic, where it's honestly a generic Hollywood template. Honestly, it's a post-Waterboy, grown-ups era Adam Sandler movie with Sonic in it. That's kind of Sonic One and Two's plot when it's not being about Sonic and Robotnik and Emeralds, right? Oh yeah. So hundred percent. Which is the best thing that could have happened for Sonic. <laughs> I mean, maybe. This makes me wish Sonic wasn't done so dirty by Hollywood. I wish we could have gotten a real 3D animated Sonic out of this. No, 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 no. We we don't... De- Sonic fans don't deserve good. Okay? <laughs> let, Speaking as a as Sonic, a Sonic fan, fan, I'll let you... We're all Sonic fans. We don't deserve good things. Okay? Uh... But this so when when we do get them, it's it's amazing. And then Sega completely screws it up because that's that's just what they do. Sonic Mania, amazing. Well, let's have it be something that leads right into Sonic Forces. Not amazing. Thanks, appreciate it. You just but but to conclude oh. this arc, um, this movie is exactly what a Mario Brothers movie ought to have been, which is in hindsight amazing because. I don't think this is the movie most people would have thought of making with a Mario Brothers movie. And that's weird to, to, to consider, but I'm going to see it again. I'm probably going to get it on the Blu-rays as soon as I can. It's a good movie, and I definitely encourage people to go out because I, I, I don't know. like I don't understand the negative response to this. I understand if you watch it and you're like, it was all right. Or, yeah, it was pretty good, and you don't think it's great. I understand that. Um, But I don't understand how someone could come away with this and think it's bad unless there's just something wrong with your brain's programming. That, or you (laughs) you forgot what it's like to be a kid, and you forgot what it's like to have kids if you never had kids. Well, actually, if you never had kids, you can't forget what it's like to, you know, have kids. (laughs) But, like, because it's, I don't know, I mean, and that's the thing. I'm sitting here like, my dad will like this movie. So we'll, we'll find out on Sunday, but no, this is going to be a good movie, man. It's, it is a good movie and it's going to be a good time seeing it again. So nice. yeah. Um, that's my quick, quick ish as quick as this podcast goes, <laughs> um, take on the super Mario brothers movie. Um, any last questions? Uh, no. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll eventually see it. At, like as with anything, <laughs> Well, then it's time for Resident Evil 
four, which he doesn't do that anymore. Nah. They don't do that anymore. I'm disappointed. Eh, it's fine. It's fine. That was, that was of a, that was of an era. Yeah. Ah, uh, but it was so good. But it, it does speak to one of the things that you had outlined, which is cheesiness levels. And yeah, I don't know. I'll actually let you decide where you want. Well, I guess your first note was pays respect to the original. Yeah. I think what's interesting about like this, this game is an interesting comparison to the Dead Space remake. Because the Dead yeah. Space remake is almost the same game. Right. It is. And then, like, it, it is almost the same game. What makes it a re- makes it a remake is that they re- is that they remixed a few things, um, and uh, gave it a visual like overhaul. Um, and the zero gravity sections like makes sense. <laughs> well, it's not even just that they also tied the entire Ishimura together. Um, yeah, yeah, they did that. They streamlined. Uh, like, th- there's there's no loading zones, dude. It's crazy. Yep. Um, there's a lot of um good stuff that they did and yet if and that's the thing like it has been a while since i played dead space but there were times i knew that it was different but then there were other times where it's like oh wait no i do know what this room is and it was almost the same like and and the areas where they improved it are improvements like there's nothing that i could come away and be like that is a game that i feel like makes the original obsolete but not in a bad way if that makes sense Right. I mean, I imagine some people would consider it that, and I still would believe in preserving the original. The original should always be available. 100%. Um, but. Thank you, Game Pass, by the way. Yeah. If the original is on Game Pass. It is. Um, if I, like, if I, if you were to give me a choice to play the original or the Dead Space remake, I'd play the Dead Space remake because it was that good. Yep. Yep. Um, but in this case, I, I, I could still. Like, I, do. I could still go back to the original because they're like they're and, and yeah, they're I'm gonna be honest, there is nostalgia. There is some heavy nostalgia for me in Resident Evil 4 mm-hmm. on the GameCube. It was a game like it was a game that I bought when I was working at my first job, which was a McDonald's and what little money I scraped together. I went to the to to get to the local GameStop, grabbed it, played it. Got my head chopped off of the chainsaw, and I was like, "Okay, I need a break." <laughs> um, and oddly enough, I bought the remake at the same exact GameStop. It's it still exists, and I bought the remake physically at the same one. So it was it was like a homecoming in a way. Would but been, like, would have been weird if it had the same employees working there, though. That and that was definitely not the case. <laughs> um, that yeah, that would have been something. I would have felt really really bad for them, but. <laughs> So like there are there are so I would say this is a re a remixing uh in some in, at some points a reimagining uh but not a replacing of the original because this this game is like if you enjoyed the original you're you're going to enjoy this most likely um because it's it's not really taking anything away from it and you can tell by the like as you keep playing Places are familiar, like it, like it's familiar yet new. Um, they change some things around, but a lot of the enemies are the same. Uh, they just changed enemy behavior, and like, and that's that's kind of what you can say about the entire game. It's it's familiar, but different, uh, and that's kind of the case for all of the Resident Evil remakes at this point, uh, including the, the the first remake on GameCube. Um, that took the original and remixed it. 
uh, Resident Evil 2 remake, took the original, remixed it, so on and so forth. Although the third one just kind of took what the third one originally was and just kind of dropped it and it shattered, so they just taped together what they could and then made it look pretty. Um, the This one is is really like takes a lot of things that uh that you remember but makes them behave differently it'll change the the look of it the layout um it doesn't necessarily make things easier doesn't necessarily streamline anything about it it's just a different take on it um for the for the very very most part so the original still has value in that regard um so i like i'm going to be able to go back to the original um, I'm going to go back and forth between the original and this one because there's just, they, they end up kind of, you know, tickling different parts of my brain, oddly enough. So it, it's, it's going to be interesting. This is going to be an interesting time in my life. Um, you know, I feel like I'm back in 2006 where the two games I was playing the most were Metroid Prime and Resident Evil 4 on GameCube. <laughs> and we're right back to that. And we're right back in it, baby. <laughs> So I have not quite the same response because there are some things that are removed from the game and sometimes for the better. Um, and some, there are some moments that I feel like were kind of somewhat iconic from Resident Evil 4 that are no longer here, but are also like some of the least iconic or some of the least interesting or mm-hmm. some cases that are iconic, but would just be outright silly here. Um, it's, it's, I know I'm talking vaguely. We can talk about some of that later in the spoiler section. This game, though, I think what this game somewhat frustrates me because I feel like it and the original Resident Evil 4 are now lesser together because both of these exist and neither are the definitive version of this game. Like, again, like if we look at the Dead Space remake, that is now the, def- the definitive version of that original Dead Space. Ah. This is not the definitive version of Resident Evil 4, but Resident Evil 4 is not a different enough experience. Like, the original Resident Evil 2 is a very different experience from the Resident Evil 2 remake. And in my mind, the... Now, granted, I never really played the original Resident Evil, but I did play the Resident Evil remake on GameCube. That was my entry into the series. And for me, that does make... Resident Evil, the original on PlayStation, obsolete. In the same way of the Dead Space remake. Like, not obsolete historically, but obsolete in regards to which is the better experience. And I do think the GameCube version is unquestionably the better experience. Um, Again, said as someone that never played the original PlayStation version, but I did play the original PlayStation version of Resident Evil 2, and the control difference is night and day between the two of them. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But that's the thing, like, <laughs> the Resident Evil 2 remake is so different that you, like, there's a there's reason for that old Resident Evil 2 to, to exist. Um, this is one of those cases where there are things that I liked better about how the original Resident Evil remake, or the original Resident Evil 4 did it, versus how the remake does it. But then there are things in the remake that I would not want to go, like, do without. So, to me, the definitive version is somewhere between these two games. And even then, there are aspects of the Resident Evil 4 remake that... Actually, I'll just say it right now. I think they cut down on the village and castle enough 
that those areas feel just right. The island still feels too long. Even though I'm pretty sure they cut down some content even on the island. Oh, they definitely um, did. <laughs> it's still... Oh, oh, they definitely did. But it's still... You're right, they did, because I'm remembering one part now that was a real pain in the butt. The vehicle? Um, yes. Driving the giant <laughs> tractor thing. Um, yeah. This... Resident Evil 4 remake is still a little too long. And honestly, I think part of the reason isn't even just because of the length of the levels. By the time you get to the island, you realize there's just too much they need to wrap up. That they... The village is a lot of introduction of ideas, but not a lot of plot necessarily happens. The castle, a lot of plot still doesn't happen. Then, by the time you get to the island, there's all of a sudden they got to wrap everything up and explain everything. <laughs> and it takes so many missions, and it's like it feels mechanically like, okay, there should only be one or two more levels left of this game. Why am I still going this long? And it's it's where, but this is true for me for both games for both versions of this game. So for me, it's like one area where the remake did not improve, but at the very least they got rid of one of the most frustrating bosses to the point that I'd be in the original game multiple times on GameCube, multiple times on Wii, at least once on the PlayStation four. And then on PC, I did it like at the end of 2021 or through 2021. Like I played through this game three times because I needed a break from be playing through Resident Evil Village multiple times. And then during that playthrough, I decided maybe I'll make a video on Resident Evil 4. Never happened. And there's a lot of reasons why. And I won't get into that. But um, <laughs> it's like the... the But it's like I played this game more... Like I played this game to completion. The original Resident Evil 4, rather. To completion more times than most other games in my life. Same. And so I know it well enough that, and yet again, in the original Resident Evil 4, somehow I kept forgetting that stupid one boss towards the end of it. Um, you probably know which one because it's missing in the remake. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I Yeah. The, uh, the, the one with the, uh, that's like in the suspended cargo yep, stuff. That guy. Yeah. I like that boss. I but, hate like, him. It was it was pointless, but I liked it. And that's the thing, though. Like, even you're sitting here like, oh, wait, yeah, he's not in the remake, right? Like, so yeah. the name is. Totally forgot. The name is technically given to the other of Sadler's creature things, um, Xenomorphs. But <laughs> not Sadler's, sorry. Um, Salazar's. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, generally, though. I think this is solidified because this had the chance of like considering Resident Evil 4 was basically my favorite Resident Evil and one of my favorite video games of all time until Resident Evil Village came out. Then that honestly became my favorite Resident Evil game. This had the opportunity to surpass that, but given I kind of burnt out before I even beat my second playthrough, I don't think the Resident Evil 4 remake is as good for me as the original game was in regards to its legacy. And part of that is 
how do you go about remaking one of the best games of all time? Right. And that itself is a big question. Like, was this remake necessary? And even now, I think that's an open-ended question. And partially because the ending especially has me wondering (laughs) what Capcom's planning to do from here on out. Oh boy, I, I I think I have an idea, but we can get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, I I have a strong idea, and I think is it, it, it like you can't tell, but I'm I'm grinning, I'm grinning right yep. now, really really hard at at the the implications. <laughs> oh yeah, um, uh, but we'll and we'll get to that because I have two it's tickling me. There's two different theories because we technically might find out soon enough. Um, Yep. But to go back to your point of pays respect to the original, it does though. They yeah. they didn't want to break to they did they didn't want to fix what wasn't broken. I yeah. think they wanted to polish up on what was working. Um because honestly, a lot of the level design remains the same. Some of the rooms are slightly changed or remixed, as you said, but you will walk into a room and you'll be like, oh, I know exactly where this is. And then yep. other times, because of the, the difference of fidelity, you might not recognize it at first, but then give it a few moments and you'll be like, oh, I know what this is now. And yep. that adds an interesting it, that adds an interesting thing where if you know what you're walking into, that creates a brand new terror. Because you're also yeah. thinking, oh God, is this going to be worse? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, and oh, and that's and, and that's a really fun thing about this game, honestly, is that like, um, th- that's what made the first Resident Evil remake on GameCube so special was that it played with expectations of the people that were overly familiar with the original on PlayStation. This does the same thing. Where the dog take- in a window, like that's actually a perfect example. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was. Uh, I I think that that added something really really nice to keep things fresh, but but still familiar. Uh, so people like like us who had played through the original over and over and over and over again, you like we're we're entering familiar territory, but like it just it just throws new things at us that we have to adapt to. Um, and that's I like I got a lot of enjoyment just from that. Yeah. Um, and heck, I mean, I remember watching your first stream and I had already gone through it myself. You had the same response I did generally, which is, you know, you think, you know, it's the end of chapter one. It's not a big spoiler. So I will say just, <laughs> in the original game, you approach the house and you can hear um, a commotion. It turns yep. out that commotion is Luis locked in a uh, closet. But this time you see two closets ahead of you and you can open them, but there's nobody in there. Cause what the commotion is, is a guy hammering a trap door shut. Yep. And so you're sitting there like, Oh, they just played with me. Mm-hmm. Like if you, if this is your first time in the game, then you would notice nothing. But if you played the game before, it's like, Oh, Oh, that, that tells me. Cause up until then it was very close. Right. It was yeah. very close um, to how the original plays out. And it continues to be, honestly. There's a lot less remixed in this than I was expecting. Um, 
primarily what changes is the speed and aggression of enemies. Oh, and, and how. But the thing is, their AI is actually not all that different. And that's... No, the, um... Because, like, the, like, say the... Because he just flashed on my screen. The, uh, the, the, the chainsaw guy. Um, oh, Dr. Yeah. Salvador. Um, his, like, the way he functions is still exactly the same. When he, when you're, when he detects you, he takes the quickest route to you. Um, because that's his job. It's, it's to do the most damage possible to kill you. So... That's essentially the same. It's just that how how you have to deal with him is slightly different. Um, because he'll raise his chainsaw to block his face and stuff like that. Like they'll yeah. have minor adjustments like that, but otherwise, you're right. And and that's how most of the AI behaves, which is in the original game because every almost every map is divided into like routes, and yep. part of that is for your ability to keep moving. Um, despite the turret based gameplay. Unless you can get yourself into a bottleneck. Because um, in the original Resident Evil 4, it can really benefit you to get into a bottleneck to force enemies through. Because they're, yep. they're, they're slow. They will speed up, but not that much. And usually they'll slow down before getting to you. Um, yeah. Like but, they very much telegraph where they're going to attack. But when you're in an open, more open area they will always split into groups. And this actually yep. has its benefit. Because even though they split into groups in order to flank you, it also means you never have to deal with a group that big. You can nah. break out your shotgun and clear the path in front of you and keep running. The big, the worst thing you can do is stay still. Um, yeah. Unless, again, you can get yourself into a bottleneck where your back's against the wall. That's actually one of the best places you can be in the game. Um given you know depending on the enemy types around you but this if it's just the true. usual villagers or the ganados um then yeah like backing yourself up against the wall so that you can pick your targets or use your shotgun or or grenade then yeah that's like that is a legitimate strategy it was it was a strategy in the original it remains a strategy here but the so, um, the again the familiar change. The biggest change, I think, is some of the how the Plagas work. Some yes. of the Plagas, like one of them, is like way more resilient. Um, the yeah, one that the, can basically uh, the one just, that can bite your head off, right? Yeah, he's way more resilient because he was just that deadly in the original. They yep, would just, it could bite your head off if you were too close. Yeah, um, but, but that was but still, it would take like you know uh, a few shots from your pistol or two shotgun blasts. Uh, depending on how much uh, you know, how much you leveled it up, and that'd be the end of it. Uh, flash grenade still takes out all of them. Yep, um, but the facehugger ones are way more interesting in how they operate here. Yeah, um, and you can aim specifically for them and shoot them off. It's really interesting. So they 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 definitely remix, but it doesn't. They didn't change how the game plays. Like, even though their assumption that if you've played the original Resident Evil 4, you could go right into hardcore on this one. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, the standard difficulty was pretty challenging, but like I'm I'm doing New Game Plus with the weapon carried over with the weapons that I that I have um in, in hardcore. And you know, I know that the beginning is going to be an easy ride, but as it goes on, it's gonna get it's tougher. Gonna get tougher. I actually decided to do my new game plus on standard again 
Firstly, to make sure I could get everything, because I missed some treasures. I missed that last stupid quest. Um, so I'm going to clear everything on standard first, and also have a baseline of maximum upgraded weapons. Then I'm going to work on hardcore eventually. Um, but um, for the most part, again, like th this game is... If you played Resident Evil 4, you will feel right at home in this one quickly. Yeah. Um, they kept it true to the spirit and feel and so much. Um, now, when you talked a lot about the visuals, so let's do a little bit of that. Because you also then talked yeah. about controls a bit. And that's got me a little curious. So, more tangible world that appears lived in. I think there's, early on, I think this is actually a detriment, but mostly in that first house. The first house yeah. is too obviously creepy. There's too obviously something wrong. I like how yeah. in the original, and I've said this before, I like how in the original, it was more unsettling, but it wasn't as obvious what was wrong. They built up to the Plagas better, whereas here they immediately are jumping into something being wrong. And obviously yeah, I wrong. think they were just showing off with the RE engine, just like, oh, look, we can we can do all these things, have all these assets, and really play with lighting, and blah, blah, blah. I think it was think... that, but I also think there was nothing to reveal in that people knew the, that it was going to be the Plagas. People, like, the game's got such a legacy that there wasn't as much purpose in hiding that yet. Yeah. It was only for a mechanical purpose to keep it restrained. But at the same time, if you introduce your little crimson head style mechanic where some enemies will come back up but faster and more aggressive, well, now you have people focusing on making sure they're stabbing enemies if they can and right. turning the knife into a much more uh, limited resource because it can break. Yep. Um, but um, that that's... A little bit of gameplay as well, but in regards again to visuals, you do mention graphical popping on Series X. I think yeah, there, there's a little bit. No, I know. Um, oh, there's a lot of it when you're playing. Well, I would uh, say a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I would say a lot of it too. But I think were you playing on performance frame rate preference? Um, I was for my first playthrough. Now I'm I'm doing resolution with ray tracing on. Um. Uh, so, I mean, and there was like the pop in looked about exactly the same. Um, no, oh, then there's no real point. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the, like the point is if like, if you're, you know, connecting to, uh, you know, like a monitor that has a, a high refresh rate and then, and then you want like the super high frames, then you can do that. But yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of that. But that being said, when uh when the what's annoying about the pop-in is that it happens whenever you open the map or the attache case like when you're oh, yeah. in, in those menus and then you leave it then the, then it pops in when you pause yep. it it's fine um and there's a little bit of pop-in during during cutscenes it's not as bad there uh but yeah, i definitely noticed it when you go into the attache especially early yeah. on because i was like right next to a wall i went into an attache case i popped back out and it's like boom <laughs> It looked like it was. Then, it looked like it was smeared with Vaseline real quick. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was. Well, this is a, oddly enough, like from what everything I've read and that I've seen, this is possibly the worst optimized RE engine game we've gotten, 
and part of it's because of other like issues and stuff like i'm actually really surprised and stunned about it because capcom has been really good and it's like this is on the series x and the ps5 it's got these issues yeah so, so we'll we'll see if they can patch any of it but i don't know um it is it is kind of a shame uh i i definitely want to ask zach about how it performs on pc um since he's he's got a he's got a pretty strong rig i avoided getting it on pc because i, I, wanted, I wanted to have a physical copy that was important to me yeah um but uh but yeah the but like that being said after you know the all the pop-in is done the like the the lighting and shadow effects are beautiful the the like the gore detail is absurd like oh yeah i i um when i was in in the uh in the hedge maze um there was some some ganados that showed up and i like i just took out my riot gun and i and i separated this dude's upper and bottom torso from each other oh i, I love like, doing oh my that god <laughs> that's the thing with the shotgun i stopped aiming for heads because heads can create plagas so what yes, do you do can. you aim for the midsection if you tear off their arm or if you just slice them in half they're not getting back up no they're done and, and was, so oh oh yeah it, man that's beautiful that's <laughs> it's great and a lot of times you'll see tendrils of the plaga still kind of waving around um yeah it's a really nice little touch they did a lot of fascinating stuff there um now you did say something along the lines of graphical pop-in on series x um, no, no, sorry. I, we just, sorry, I'm reading the We've same thing a second that. time. Aiming <laughs> required a lot of adjusting on Xbox Series X. I've seen other people mentioning this. They talk about the dead zone issues on the Series X controller, Series X controller, and it's so weird because I honestly did not notice it my entire playthrough. And more, so it's not something I think about. Like I feel like when I gently nudge the stick, Leon is gently moving. Like I don't. I don't know. I don't notice it, but maybe it's because I don't have a PS5 controller to compare it to. Granted, I don't think you do either, but like I the, digital, don't. the Digital Foundry guys kept comparing it to PS5, and I'm like, maybe, but I don't notice it on Series X myself. So so here, here's my thing about it. Um, so I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I could see if there's like a dead zone issue, and like, I, I, I think the closest example I can bring up is like far cry 3 classic on ps4 versus far cry 3 on the 360 um where i i put the 360 version in my series x and the dead zone issue that exists on the ps4 was non-existent um so that was so that was nice i thought it was just me but um but yeah sometimes it, it can be a little bit difficult to just like get to get the uh you know the precision that i want because i like uh i, I like you know the the way i like my aiming for shooters is is fairly snappy like i would love you know when i move the control stick all the way that it's like okay i've i've 75 percent turned around um so like you know like well not not 75 percent, but like i uh I do like a quarter of a 360, right? Mm. Um, that's that's how I want it. Whereas in this, I I had to adjust 
quite a bit to get the speed that felt comfy. Um, and I don't think I ever truly got it, but even then, after a bunch of adjusting, uh, I was able to to get you know to get used to how the game feels and, and get comfortable. Um, but also, like you know, Leon sways uh, whenever he aims, so you have to try and compensate for that too. Yeah, you know, so it's it can be hard to gauge what exactly I want out of the controls, uh, and it took some it took some time, but once I got it. Um, I was like, okay, I can I can work with this, and then I was able to beat the game. No big deal. It just it just felt like it was easy to get from like to get to too much movement versus not enough. Um, the threshold was like really odd. <laughs> okay, me. I'm wondering if that factors into the one area that seems to be a universal downgrade according to people though, which is the shooting gallery. Because the shooting gallery is probably easier if you got mouse and keyboard, and I know I rarely talk about that. Because I am a controller preference, and mouse and keyboard is uncomfortable to me, but if you want to talk about quick precision aiming, I feel like the shooting gallery is probably easier for PC players to get through, because I'm... I did not care as much for... like The shooting gallery in the original RE4, I basically mastered and unlocked all the figurines. This, firstly, Same. they made it a gotcha system. They made it a gotcha system that you can only earn the tokens for upon completing that rank the first time. And even if you put, say, two or three gold tokens in, you might still get a a, a low-ranking item. And the thing that I found out from, I can't remember, remember if it was Zach or someone else, but they said they did save scum. It might've been Nolan. I think Nolan. I think it was Nolan scum. because I, I asked Zach about this earlier. He was like, you know, I haven't done that, but I probably should. <laughs> Nolan save scummed and evidently it's preloaded somehow or something like that. Um, what? What? You get, what you draw. So. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, that is a load of crap. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, so the How shooting gallery, the shooting gallery is more tricky to master, and I think for some people that's an improvement. But to me, it basically meant I'm not going to. And granted, granted, because everything's gotcha based, it's like okay, I'm, I'm just out of this part of the game. I'm just nope, done. Like I did it, I did it through once on a clean save, and that'll be enough. Because I do not feel like going through trying to S plus rank on all of these. And just so I can get tokens that might not get me something good. Which goes into the attache case where you're, even the attache case has an impact on your gameplay. You, yep. If you bought, if you pre-ordered the game I believe or bought a brand new day one era. You get the golden attache case which increases money drops. You can have one that increases handcraft, uh, uh, handgun crafting ammo, and there maybe that's the one that drops. I don't know. There's no the handgun one comes with the uh, yeah, it comes with the with like the pre order. Same with um that gold attaché case. There's another one that comes with the super digital pre order, just like the chat. This is a good time to actually bring up Capcom does have some crappy monetization. Where for ten dollars extra you can get some bonuses and cosmetics, fine, whatever. It sucks to miss out on them, but hey. But then you have the um 
you have now today they released buy the exclusive upgrade ticket so you can upgrade your weapon faster. Oh yeah, those. I mean, spend real world money on it, and it's it's scummy. But this is like, I mean, they did the same thing in Devil May Cry Five, you know. Um, so in, in other words, anyone out there who might be listening, don't buy it. Don't do that. I understand if you might be low on time. Don't do that. Don't buy it. Well, the I guess the most credit I can give is I, again, I'm not even done my second playthrough. My main group of weapons are pretty much already maxed out. Yeah. And so it doesn't require a crap ton of grinding in order to max out a weapon. No, um, it doesn't. So there's that at <laughs> but, least. But the fact that they're doing that, and again, like if you spent an extra $10 on the game for pre-order or launch, then you got a map with treasures that don't exist for people that didn't buy that map or did, yeah. buy, did buy that edition, which means so, you get more money in game. And that's crappy. Like, So I, I, I got to bring something up with that because I didn't realize that. I, I actually got, because I wanted the cosmetics, Um, I bought the, the, the $20 DLC pack. It has the cosmetics, two guns that I don't care about but are neat that are there. And the um, the OG soundtrack, which I'm honestly most excited about. Um, the like, yeah, when you get this treasure map, I think not only does it reveal all of the treasures in the game, but there's also extras. And I'm like, huh, that's that's a little funky. But so that means you can even technically save tickets, not having to buy the other maps. I don't know, actually. Or not tickets, um, spinels, I should say. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually not sure. Um, maybe like whenever I do like a like a fresh playthrough, I'll I'll know for sure. But yeah, it, it's it was a little it was a little odd. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. Um, I'm not crazy about things like that that make the game easier for you when you like because that that is really a pay to win mechanic. Um, yeah, or at least get but, better upgrades. So. Yeah, but I will say if you're gonna like if you're gonna go with that DLC pack, if you're gonna do it, wait until after your your first playthrough. Just wait until after because your first play like my first playthrough was, I feel as it was intended. Nothing really touched it to to make it to make it better outside of the attaché case and the the little um, keychain to to you know have more have like a handgun crafting bonus. But that was like it. So, uh, if like for subsequent playthroughs, if you want more treasures so that you can max out your stuff quicker, I I personally don't think that that's a problem. I'm, I wouldn't blame anyone for that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, having like a mostly untainted first playthrough is the way to go. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything we didn't bring up the knife improvements with the parry and everything. The parry worked instinctively like i think i was playing the demo and i didn't even know the controls for it but an enemy attacked me and i just tapped the lb button at the right time and he parried so it's like the parry feels good it opens up attacks and it does degrade your knife and that's the thing that's odd is the the knife degradation i'm not sure how i feel um yeah i'm i'm hot and cold with it because i i like because here, here, here's my issue with it. I'm going to make a comparison that's going to sound off the wall. Um, 
the WWE 2K games. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a there's a mechanic in the newer ones as of late. I don't think this newest one or the one before counts, but the ones that I have played since like 2016 or so, they added um like they added this mechanic. So you have reversals, and in order to do a reversal, you have to press the right trigger at the right time. All right, like right as a move is about to land, or you're uh, like right as a, a melee attack is about to land, or somebody's gonna grab you for, you know, for a wrestling move. Um, but and, and like th- that's the thing, timing is very much of the essence. Um, but then they added this reversal meter, so that you could only do a certain amount of reversals, uh, and this also depends on your character's stats. So you can do between two to five reversals, maybe even only one, maybe even only one. All right. Like until it recharges and it can take a lot of time to recharge. So not only did you have to be good with timing a reversal, but you also were punished for being good at it. So I just turned the meter off and just allowed to reverse whenever. So I kind of feel that, that the knife mechanics are kind of the same way, except it just makes more, I don't know, like for a, it adds a survival mechanic for what really is mostly an action game. I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I don't think this game is a survival horror game. Um, no. I didn't think the original was either. Um, the, like it is an action game, so having a survival mechanic for an action game does feel a little odd, right? I think it is possible um, to have action horror as a genre. Yeah, action horror as a genre, definitely. But like, I, I'm I'm not I'm apprehensive to call this survival horror because you know, um, you're like you do have to be resourceful, but it's not like you have limited inventory, so you really have to be very careful and just completely avoid enemies, and enemies don't drop anything when you kill them, and so on and so forth. You know, um, yeah, they get they, so, they definitely give you plenty, and I think most of the game I felt fine with ammo, like. It was never so yeah. infinite that I was always, that I just forgot Emma was a concern, but very rarely did I feel, th- th- I mean, there were times where I went from being starred for ammo to being flush with it, but the yeah. original game was honestly not too different from that. The original game was the same. No, and it definitely, and the original, well, both versions, the original and this one, do keep, like, they do have this thing where if you're low on ammo, it will like enemies will start dropping it or you'll break things and the, and the ammo that you need, at least handgun ammo. Like if you're low on handgun ammo, because most players will have a handgun on them. If you're low on handgun ammo, they're going to start throwing it at you. I mean, we'll see what happens in survival mode, but (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if I'll ever do. Like I, I prefer to have fun with my games. Call me crazy. (laughs) Well, for some people that is fun, but we can get into I mean, that yeah. debate another time. Um, no, for I feel like for the story stuff, uh, it would be too easy to get into spoilers. But to that extent, is there anything you want to discuss gameplay wise? Because I feel like there's a, a bunch that I could discuss, but it might require getting spoilers. But I guess I know we did discuss it a lot mechanically. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Okay, here's something that might count as a spoiler. I was surprised at how many of the bosses are functionally the same. Yeah, like, no yeah, real I was, change. I was thinking the same. Um, there's uh, one boss with a major change. 
major change. <laughs> and it was more annoying than before. Dude, all right. We'll we'll get to that. I'll, I'll get to that because my story is kind of funny. Um, uh, I, I guess other than that, I, we could touch on sound design real quick. Um, because I thought the, uh, the the sound design was really good because it, it did a lot to uh, to like we mentioned before, play with expectations. But also, you were like, if you listened hard enough, you'd be able to tell if there were enemies around. You'd be able to tell what kind of enemies were around. Um, you'd be able to tell like what uh, what they were going to do depending on the sounds that were made. Like when you hear like hear the hissing of the dynamite, right? It like a lot of this carries over from the original, but in this one, uh, just the 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 sound fidelity, especially if you played the PS2 version of Resident Evil Four. Like the sound design of the PS2 version was garbage. <laughs> they they had to make some sacrifices on the on the like both visually and like audio wise in the PS2 version. So hearing a lot of the updated sounds that just being very nice and crisp and just being able to to tell what kind of enemies around and most importantly the sound of the the sound of the regenerator breathing is exactly the same. Spoiler. But when I heard that sound, I was like, "Oh, bro, let's go." <laughs> yeah, and I'll have more to talk about that later too. In fact, I guess we can get it to. Okay, so light level on story. I miss the campiness. I don't think what we have is necessarily better. I think most people will think it is. Um, I. The one thing I will say is fine. Ashley. She's not quite the same Ashley. She's definitely a different interpretation of Ashley. But actually, there you go. Like, most characters are honestly pretty good. Luis, yeah. I like him in this. Same. Um, I like Ashley. It's funny because I would say this is a different Krauser completely, and yet I, I like both. I like both for different reasons. The yeah. original Krauser is this crazy, and he's got a deep voice too. Like The original Krauser is just <laughs> iconic in his, he'd be generic if he were an 80s action villain, but because he's a Resident Evil 4 villain, he works here. The I didn't get it. Like, I remember when you first hear Krauser in the trailer, I was like, "What did they do to his voice?" He, he sounds heck? like he sounds like Virgil from Devil May Cry Five. I was wondering I if want... they were going for that, but honestly, you know what I really think of, and part of it's because of the character model. I feel like they were channeling Gary Busey. <laughs> what if Gary Busey I, I, I got go ripped part. and played Krauser? And what I'm thinking I... specifically '80s. Gary Busey. 80s Gary Busey is not crazy modern Gary Busey. But I mean, I'm not I'm not familiar, honestly. I gotta think um, of a few movies because the the one that comes to mind first and foremost is Predator 2. Um eh, he wasn't that I haven't seen Predator 2 in forever, so but no he I kind of don't want to. I like this Krauser as a result because he just is interesting. And honestly, we'll get into that in spoiler talk. Um Sadler is a downgrade. I I agree. 
I agree because I I miss that his grandiose over-hamminess way of speaking. Dude, he his he hamminess. He He was so up. hammy. Like when he talked about the intoxicating power. Like I miss that line. I miss hearing him just over enunciate and just this kind of I mean, you know, uh, and now he's just. An I, know, I know he tried to be family friendly, but he did have like an orgasmic quality, <laughs> like a sexual intoxicated sound to his voice. I, you know, the, kind of, kind of. He was almost Dracula like. It was, yeah, 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 exactly. But no, the now he's just. Oh, he's just another evil bishop. He's just another evil, evil like Catholic priest evil cult man, leader. evil like, cult leader. Yeah, it's he's Jared Leto. He, 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 so he, he, he's a major downgrade. Um, Salazar's Salazar, Salazar. I mean, that's the thing. Salazar is essentially the The same. same. Um, the chief is a, is largely the same. Yeah. Um, The chief is pretty much the same. I love the way I, except his hat, his undertaker hat looked awesome. Like it did actually him yeah. in a hat. I was like, okay, he, he, he looks like a, like almost like a groundskeeper. There's this something's off. Like, I don't know. He, he had this creepiness, this don't F with me look to him, especially when his hat got shot off and he picks it back up and puts it back on. Like there was something about him doing that. That was like, that was, this dude is cool. And I don't know why outside of like just the aesthetic. Now, Ada is a touchy uh, subject because evidently now you have to qualify that you don't want her harassed off the internet because that's how the world is. You have to qualify yeah, I, the actress. I don't the know thing why is, people went that far. Because people suck. Yeah, they do. Um, I don't think it's necessarily the actress's fault. No, I, I don't think so either. Ada is not... Right, and it's funny because I wasn't sure. I had to look up a bit. Like, okay, it is a different actress from Resident Evil Two. Why did they change the re- actress from Resident Evil Two? Oh, and oh. if you don't know why, just look up the actress for Ada in Resident Evil Two remake on IMDb, and you will see her picture, and you will immediately know why they changed her. Oh, um, okay. Well, here, give me a moment. I'm going to open up a private window. <laughs> um. I mean, it's not obvious, and the thing is, I I just I understand. Um, the funny thing about the Ada for Resident Evil Four, there was a post-credit scene to Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City. Do you remember that film? Um, you clearly wait, don't remember that um, film. Wait, wait, hold on. Which film? Welcome to Raccoon City. Have I seen that? I might have. I think it was 2021. Okay, never mind. I haven't. It was like the 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 they they have a Wesker Ada Wong post credit scene, which is completely out of continuity with the game. So who cares? But the actress that plays Ada Wong in that scene is the actress that plays Ada Wong in Resident Evil Four remake. That was interesting to me. But the thing is, I think the issue is in part the writing and possibly a misdirection or possibly just miscasting. It might honestly not be the best actress for it 
because she sounds like she doesn't like what she's doing. And while we can discuss some of why that might be later, that's not even because people talk about like, no, they had to get rid of the camp. They had to get rid of this. You can still get rid of the camp and have Ada Wong seem like she's, she's having a good time. You're, huh. you're quiet. Well, I, 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 I mean, like I agree, but like, uh, the, the big problem with this is that I think, um, just there were issues with some of the voice direction. Um, so I think that's the main issue here because th there are certain aspects of, of the voice acting overall that I thought were kind of odd decisions. Um, cause technically she's not a bad actress, but it's no. like, there's a lot there, like there are lines that she has. Like when she and Leon encounter each other at the castle, there are lines that could be delivered with a flirtatious tone but there's something Warrant. about the way with her that it seems far more in conflict with Leon. And so the dynamic between Leon and Ada here, and I always, like, again, in replaying Resident Evil 4, the great thing about the conflict between Leon and Ada, the relationship between them, is that Leon's not the same, he's still a Boy Scout, but he's not the same Boy Scout he was in Raccoon City in 1998. He doesn't yeah. trust her, but she still finds Leon fun in the original Resident Evil 4. Yeah, whereas but in, in she, this one, she's like, I'm not sure if blasé is the right word, but she's definitely, uh, I, I she she's bland at points. Like She's not emoting. She's being very dry. Um almost like she's solely focused on the mission, but like trying not to. But again, even yeah, like she's fed up with it. And again, we could talk yeah. a bit about that later, why that might be, but it's like that again, like Ada came off as someone that loved their job. Right. And that there, there was a heart of gold in there. And that's something between her. Like, cause that's the thing. Let's face it. Resident Evil six just did Ada no favors as well. Um, but here, it's just this weird thing where she, she doesn't feel right. And it's a disappointment because she felt right in Resident Evil 2 Remake. So here, and the thing is, again, you can't necessarily put it all on the actress because Capcom hired her. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is going to be in part, at least on Capcom. And again, the director, the writing's probably part of it. So it's this mixture of things that it's unfortunate. And I think it's one of those things that does kind of harm the overall quality of this game and the, the, the take on the story. But part of that is also Leon. They gave him quips still, but he's not having fun either. Yeah. He's, um, and, and that's kind of the, the interesting difference between the original and, and this one, this one is, a bit more grounded and I'm not going to say a lot because it's, it's, I think it's only slightly more given everything that happens in the game. <laughs> <laughs> they it gave it a more, be... they gave it a more consistent tone at least. And they got rid of a lot yes. of, they got rid of a lot of the very specific, like it felt like the villains were blatantly anti-America right down to Krauser's like 
just like you, I'm an American. Like yeah. in regards to why he's not trusted kind of a thing. So it's Leon did specifically use the word terrorist to describe Lord Sadler. Um, he's like, no, that like this, like this is terrorism. And he, and Sadler says in the original, it's like, oh, well that's a, that's certainly a popular word these days, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's like this weird, like the funny thing is it was weirdly political, but it didn't feel, it felt, it felt perfectly B movie political because it wasn't saying anything. Yeah. It was just like, whatever, man, he's a crappy villain. Like, like yeah. So and, is that weird <laughs> thing? Whereas here they, they made sure to remove that. They didn't want yeah. to have any of that. Um, right down to the fact that, and it's funny because there's a lot of stuff in here where if you really wanted to, like you could still poke at the logic of the plot, right? For example, why does Sadler not just kill Leon so many times? And then why does he talk about like, cause the first, one of the first things he says is a new lamb to join them. Right. Right. Like the idea seems to be wanting to have Leon on his side. And yet at the same time, they're constantly trying to kill him. Right. Back and forth. Like is there's no consistent idea as to what they actually really want to do with Leon. And then there's, and this is true of both the original and the remake. There are so yep. many situations where they would blatantly kill Ashley, who is core to their plan. And so it's like, okay, but that's the thing in the original, because of its hamminess and campiness, it was like, pfft, man, who cares? This is fun. But yeah. here where they're trying to get you to take it more seriously, um, it feels like, I don't know. Um, granted, it doesn't get in the way of me enjoying either one of them because again, like for the most part, and I think my biggest issue with Leon too, his origin is now like basically the government came to him and made him train and work for them on this like special service. And it's like, yeah, wait, what? No, like that's not how it went. Something <laughs> like, like what? Though evidently the original Resident Evil 3 has a secret ending where Leon evidently like ditches Claire and uh, Sherry and joins the government or something. I don't know. Like, someone told me about it. I was completely unaware. And it sounds like Leon becomes a complete lame. Duh. But in regards to Resident Evil 4, though, it's like they give Leon this like dark. um, Like the cop and me died that day. And it's like, <laughs> bro. Really? Because what made, what made Leon in Resident Evil 4, and this is a hindsight thing too, what made Leon in Resident Evil 4 probably the best protagonist in all of Resident Evil is that he's the only one that doesn't take it all seriously. He's the only one yeah. having fun. Because then you go right into Resident <laughs> Evil 5 and it's all so serious. And Resident Evil 6, everyone is all so serious. So well, going hold on, back, hold on. Oh. Leon watches an entire bus of people die, and then he's like, damn. That's all he has to say. <laughs> That's all he has to say in Resident Evil 6. So I don't know. I think I think it uh, I think it still carries. I think it still tracks. <laughs> but that's that, the thing. That being said, I 100 percent agree where you're coming from because like this, like this plot is very thin. Uh, it's always been thin, but you know, that's kind of what makes this 
uh, it's something you can get away with in video games because, as you said earlier, like I'm having fun. Um, and the- Leon was still awesome in the original too. Like he does a lot of awesome stuff here, but it's like I'm just thinking back to, especially with Salazar, like where Salazar like lifts his hand up and Leon just swoop knife and right through Salazar's hand. That and then funny. again, like when they try and drop Leon on the spike pit and he just shoots like, <laughs> it's almost a Marvin the Martian skit. Like you got Salazar, where's the earth shot to in Kaboom? And Leon's just like, bang, and just deafens him in one ear. Like, <laughs> it's just like, enough of this word, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing. Leon was the bugs bunny. But, and again, like, see what I loved about Leon was he was the dorky younger brother of Dante. Right. Dante's cool. He's got the cool jacket. Dante. Well, okay. By Devil May Cry 3. Dante was cool. Because Devil May Cry 1, not so much. Um, But Devil May Cry 3, especially. was supposed to fill your dark soul with light. (laughs) But like Dante is. And this is again a hindsight thing. Dante is just cool. And he's making all of these remarks. And he's not taking any of the villains seriously. Leon is trying to be Dante. And then failing because every line of his is just so dumb. Yeah. But I love it. It's great. And that's the thing. Like you, you get a lot of, you get some of that. Like you get the whole, like, like a lot of people are making a thing about nighty night nights, but it's, (laughs) it's different when he's not actively mocking Salazar and Sadler. He's not actively like, showing them that he doesn't take them seriously as a threat. And I think it's because they like this game is trying to have a have a a much more grounded tone, a much more I don't know believable is the right word, but it's it's trying to be less lighthearted and it works. Um in this game whereas like what I think sets the original apart from this one was that <laughs> I feel like I'll I feel like the reason why the original and leading to this one ended up being so long was because they're like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if we added this to the game? Wouldn't it be cool if we added this? To oh the yeah. Game? Wouldn't it be cool oh, if yeah. we added this to the game? And then they just kept doing that. And it was like, okay, well we have all these things. Let's try and make a plot. A what? <laughs> no, I don't doubt. I mean, that's actually how a lot of video games are made. Oh yeah. It's like set piece ideas that are gradually stitched together. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, with, I will say, though, with the remake, before we get into gameplay and the narrative spoilers, um, with the story, Luis and Ashley primarily are what really carry it in regards to, because Leon's interactions with them, even if he's different, are still good. And part of it's because they're still good characters. Um yeah. Like I, I, I still think at the beginning of chapter two, right? Very different. Very extremely. different. Um because it's still the two of them discussing the same general topic. But whereas in the original, you know, Leon is laid back enough and yet also smart enough. Again, it's like Luis basically tells him who like what exactly he's looking for. Leon's like, oh, that's too that's too close to be a guess, right? Like but instead you have like the like Leon was, like, was in cop mode. He was like, uh, that's too good of a guess. Are you looking to get arrested, bro? <laughs> and then you have Lu- Luis is just like psychic powers. <laughs> nah, man, I'm just kidding. And it's like, 
it's a great introduction to the character. It is, but the the interaction between the two of them is very different. Whereas in the remake, firstly, Leon is showing himself to be just awesome. Like, cause he's like instantly got things figured out and he's using, okay, maybe not awesome yet. I'm thinking about when they choke the guy and he just breaks the neck with a chain. Like <laughs> that's some serious oh, that stuff. That was brutal. That was brutal. And it was well done, but that's the thing. Like, the interactions and Leon's, you know, mannerisms and demeanor. It's like, okay, this is, it's still a well done scene. It's still good. So, and again, like, because I like how Ashley is in this game, a part of it is the actress. Um, Ashley is honestly great in this game. They took a character that nobody liked. I mean, I don't think there was actually anyone who liked Ashley initially, especially uh, me when I, when I have, flaming catapults thrown at me all right and i'm like i get hit by them and i'm trying to get back up to my feet and that registers as ashley you know thinking leon is trying to look up her skirt so she calls him a pervert as he's on fire and i'm just like all right ashley this this bullet is for you and then you restart the chapter because (laughs) bro 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 ashley wouldn't get out of the way of the oncoming cannonballs in the remake for me. I kept having to pick her back up only for her to just stay still and get yeah, cannonballed yeah. again. And then on my replay, hunting <laughs> down a very dangerous dog in the village, I am point blank aiming at it with my magnum, with my broken butterfly, exclusive upgrade so it's dealing extra damage. <laughs> And reminding you that this beast, I am point blank with it. Ashley runs directly in front of the barrel as soon as I pull the trigger. And that doesn't down her, man. That kills her one shot. As it should, because it's the broken effing butterfly. She at least ducked in the original Resident Evil Four, so I people people could say what they want. Like I actually, I do like Ashley in Resident Evil, the original Resident Evil Four. I I don't have the problems other people do. I'm going to be honest. Watching because I know Zach doesn't like her, but I watched Zach stream one day, and Zach doesn't like her because Zach plays as if she's not there, which means he lets her get captured and hit and everything. And it's like, well, there's your problem. You don't adapt to the new situation. I have a feeling that's for the problem for most people. Whereas for me, in the original game, just when you're getting comfortable with the mechanics, just when you're getting comfortable with the enemies, just when you get a handle on things, they bring Ashley into the mix. And now you no longer have a handle on things because you have something else to worry about. And your play style has to change. And that's what I love about the original Resident Evil 4 and part of what makes it work for as long of a game as it is. Because every time, yeah. so, and then when they once you get to the castle and things are going to change again, they give you a little bit of time, but then they take Ashley away. And then you're introduced to new stuff, you get to fight enemies, and just when you're getting comfortable again, they bring Ashley right back in. And it's back and forth yep. like that through the whole game. And it's, until the island just gets too long, it's not a bad move. Here... I will say most of the time I don't really notice Ashley. What I did notice is if I don't have her close to me, 
she's basically getting captured or hurt or something. And then I got to yeah. go find her. Yeah. The, the, uh, the mechanic of telling her to kind of stay back is step away. Like I, I rarely had her step away. Rarely. Yeah. Cause it was, uh, cause I just felt like it was too risky. Um, but then th- there are times when she has to do something away from you. And that's when I'm just like, oh god, oh god! Like when you're in the in the waste disposal area, and all these dudes just come out of nowhere as and she's holding the bridge up, and yeah, like, that, was, that, that was the only time they took her away from me because, like, I just I was dealing with the with a regenerator and screw all y'all. <laughs> so uh, I, that's I a learned... perfect time to go into spoilers because I want to explain how I because I. I failed the first time, but I got through it the second time a lot easier. And I will explain to you how. Uh, but first, let's put up the spoiler warning. Yeah. Spoilers. They're wonderful little things called spoilers. So if you haven't beaten Resident Evil 4 Remake and you care about spoilers, then this is the time to check out. Um, head on out. Uh, stop the podcast if you're look at, listening to the audio VOD or well, audio on demand or the video on demand. Because um, now we're going to get into spoilers. Starting now. That area, the first time, I... Dude, I hate how fast the regenerators are in this one. Dude, they are freaky. Like, when, when, you, when you first see and, that thing and it runs, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh boy, I'm going to have a time, aren't I? <laughs> And they are damage sponges <laughs> if you don't have the right stuff. But um, yep. And that's the thing. I had the I was using the scoped rifle. I was not switched to the new gun, um, because it just did yeah. not have the space and everything. Evidently, that is better for dealing with regenerators. But um, I wasn't quite. Yeah, using I'm gonna it have yet. to find out because I, I haven't. Zach I found talked it. about I it. Zach Zach talked about it, and it evidently makes shorter work of them. Um, and it makes sense too, honestly, that it would. Um, but if you don't have any of the scope stuff, which you won't for a few of them, dude, they are just such bullet sponges. Well, yeah, they they were always that way. They were practically invincible unless you happen to shoot them where the parasite was. Incendiary Um, grenades really helped though. Which they don't have now, actually. Nope. They don't have. I just realized that. But you know, wow. you know what I did do though, again, because the first time I ran up straight to that bridge, but I had to try and save Ashley and then the regenerators on my butt. And in the end, she got captured. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do so. The second time, as soon as that door opened and I could hear them, I just, there's that partition right there, tossed a flash grenade. It stopped all the Ganados long enough for me to run across that bridge. And I, I then, yeah. then I got into a panic and still took some damage because I'm sitting there trying to command Ashley to just let go of the bridge. But no, she's automatically programmed to hold on to that bridge until the generator is on it and then she drops it. Oh, that is so evil. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, it would be nice if, like, you controlled that, but you don't. So now I know better. It's <laughs> just Capcom doing what they do best, but messing this, with you. In some ways, this does get to my, um, at the same time, like my thing about how this is still good Resident Evil. Resident Evil to me is defined by mastery through efficiency. 
Yeah, um, 100%. In the original games, that was mostly efficiency in choosing your routes, knowing what to have in your inventory, so you always had the right amount of space open, knowing, you know, stuff like that. It wasn't necessarily skill-based. It was all about knowledge and efficiency mm-hmm. of knowledge. Um, with Resident Evil 4, that efficiency changed to knowing how do you l- utilize your weapons in what situations and how to deal with a certain situation. Um, yep. I've said it before. I always have my route in that opening village. And you can have a route in this one, too. Yes, I've realized you can. you can have a route in this one. Maybe not as quick, but you can have a route. Your um, original route will not work anymore, though. Like for me, I I would never let the chainsaw guy spawn. Partially, uh, and now now he spawns. <laughs> Partially, regardless. Partially, because you know what I did discover? I could still use that corner of the house roof. I could still bottleneck enemies up in there. It actually uh, will okay. work that way. Um, yeah, but on New Game Plus, when you've got upgraded weapons, just spawn the chainsaw guy twice, so you get twice the treasure. That's um, true. Because you could do that. The, um, but that's the thing, like in this area, again, like that's the immediately learned efficiency. I now have my strategy once, you know, you solve the puzzle and the door opens, just immediately toss a flash grenade over that partition and then just book it because the regenerator is going to burst out of the trash bags or whatever pile he's hiding in. And then you got to run and then just get your shotgun out, kill the, kill the baddies, let her take care of the, um, regenerator and boom, you're you're good to go. Um, efficiency. So, so what I did was um, when uh, when I activated the power or deactivated, I forgot what you turn it on. Or um, you switch it. You switch it. Yeah, you switch it. The uh, and then the, the dude show up. I just took out my rifle and I just fired it. Th- uh, fired it through that uh, through the wall, um, and that worked just fine. Um, Huh? Yeah, because the regenerator doesn't spawn until unless you run, you... run by it. Yeah. Yes. You, you actually have to physically get close to it in order for it to spawn. So I just picked them off, and then I took care of the regenerator myself. Um, you know, until uh, until I, and then I was able to collect the treasure, which felt good. Um, interesting. So. Also, I, I gotta mention this because this this was this was kind of important to me because I've had uh, I've had many experiences with this when having friends play the original Resident Evil Four. <laughs> um, so before you fight Del Lago, the, the the giant salamander of the lake, um, you you could go to the the dock of the the boat dock and you could shoot the fish in the water. When I see my play game the original, to make sure I. The animation's not as good this time. It's not! It's not, and also, it, it was very subtle in the original. When you shoot the water, there would be rumbling. There would be a tremor. And you'd be able to see it on the screen. And I noticed this, like, when, like way back in the day. And I would trick my friends into being like, yeah, like, hey, um, you, if you shoot the fish in the water, you'll be able to get, you know, you'll be able to collect them for health. And then they'd like they'd be like, okay, you're lying. I'm like, no, do it. It's right there. And then they would do it. And then like, oh hey, I can pick those up and it's green. So it'll be health. And then they try to kill like two or three more fish and then they get eaten. Yep. One of my friends got up and and she she ran over to me and started punching me because she was so <laughs> upset. <laughs> so I have <laughs> and 
I, I have a few other dude, friends that I did that too. Dude, that lives on. I'm going to share with you <laughs> the clip of Calliope Mori's chat convincing her to shoot oh, the lake. I need to see that. I need to see that. Because <laughs> it lives on, man. With streamers that don't know about that, it lives on. Um, but no, um, that is a classic part of the game. And I, I yeah. made sure I was like, there's a typewriter right there. I'm going to save my game. I'm going to go shoot the water. And that's the thing because it was subtle. Like it was just cause you saw Leon on the screen still, it just yep. bit him up. I don't know why they couldn't replicate that in this one. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like a more of a cutscene. It just flies to the camera and it's yeah. like, it, it has so much less impact. Um, it's, it's like a Five Nights at Freddy's jump scare, the but thing just gets close to the camera. Oh, that was that was classic. But I'm um, trying to think in regards to gameplay. Some of the stuff. Oh yeah, the regenerators. I will say, I there might they might be the only enemy that I kind of hate the change to, and I think it's because the method of dealing with them hasn't changed that much. Which is, you break out your your sniper rifle with the scope. And you've got to aim at the weak spots. The thing is, you are your least mobile in that position. Mm -hmm. But now they are way more mobile. And yeah. that makes them incrementally harder to deal with. And so everything That's else feels balanced. The regular Ganados, the Chainsaw Ganados, everything feels balanced so that they're just as hard as they used to be, but with yeah. the new controls. These regenerators feel worse. Yeah, like what I loved about the original regenerators was that the lead up to them was so tense because there was there's nothing around and there's a research facility and the dissection room and there's this block out just that's it looks like it's frozen in time coming out of a body and you're like well you see one what of them the on a table yeah yeah you you, you see it. And, and then you just see all this crazy stuff going on. And when you look at it, because like the camera focuses on it and has like a view that like I love their music stingers because they're not stingers. It's like a very subtle, you know, a very subtle sound. It's a very uh, deep very sound, sound, too. Yeah. It's not and trying then, to be a high pitch. <laughs> it's not trying yeah. to be that to get the jump scare. It's. It's it instills you with dread, not surprise. It's not jump scare. Right. It's like instilling you with dread. Yeah, and and then like you do the little puzzle so that you can move on. No, you and pick up the key card. You go to the door, and there it is. You pick up the key card. <laughs> not even just that. You pick up the key card, and you hear it drop from the table. Yeah, that's you right. You hear, hear it, it move, and then you hear it breathing, and then it walks through the door. Yeah, and you're like, what is You are that? in a cramped space. So, yeah, the fir your first interaction with a um, regenerator is frightening. Here, it's slightly different. Yeah, because, um, like, you, part you of see it, it, and it runs off, and you're like, you're like, Oh, especially if you're from if, if you played if you the already played the game, you already knew what zone you're in. Heck, you knew what zone yeah. you were in when you hit the map and you saw a refrigerating unit yep. or freezer unit or whatever. You're like, oh, I know exactly where this is. Yeah. Oh, then, I know what's coming. And then 
they like the entire time they you make see you the one of the darkness darkness yeah you you're yep. hearing it you see the one of the darkness the thing is you don't see one on a table but it's because he's already saw one running around now granted the way i pan my camera i picked up the card panned the camera and i saw it looking in through the doorway before it started moving oh god <laughs> that was like creepy because it's like it's watching me and that I think is actually a creepy element, but yeah. I don't know. Like it's one of those things that I'm not sure whether I like it better or not because they relied on the darkness and they relied on like that barely seeing it run away. And I think not seeing it move is more effective than when you first see it. But at the same I, I think so too. Um I feel that it was it definitely wasn't as creepy when seeing it for the first time. Um and and yeah, you're, you're right. The fact that they are so mobile now, uh, I I don't like it because it does take away from the creepiness that they were. Because you would hear, like, especially when you were in the little prison area in the original, and you would hear it, and you're just like, "What the hell is that?" I do not want to progress now because that sound, um, and ah, I like that sound. I love that it's unchanged in in the remake. I do love that. But it's just, uh, it, it's just not as not as creepy because that's that's what was missing from the original. It wasn't there was horrific imagery, but I wasn't scared. I was never horrified until the regenerator happened, and then I then I was like, man, it feels like somebody put mashed potatoes down the back of my pants. I don't like this. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> it's it was like that. That was like next level at the time, and now it's just like now, like this enemy is just as as aggressive as everything else, uh, and they're hard to deal with. And then, and then the other change to them, which I am really unsure about, like because the Iron Maidens they were a different enemy type before. Now the regenerators just turn into them. They can at least, not all of them do, but they can yeah, turn into them. them. And when they do, they have a new weak spot on their head. Yep. But like they, when trying to use a sniper rifle, they move a little bit too much. Oh, they 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 do. Yep, yep. Oddly but enough, at least it's not like one spot on the back. Because that's what I hated about the originals is that they would have like four on the front, and then you would have to somehow get behind them and shoot the one in the back. And I hated that. Yeah. No, the the. The the funny thing is the special target one was the easiest one for me to take down. You know, I actually didn't bother with that one. I was <laughs> like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this one. <laughs> he <laughs> actually like it. He actually was the easiest one for me to take down. I was very surprised. <laughs> and it's funny because there's a locker for you to just put Ashley in so you could be like, all right, stay here. I think I broke that locker. Which by the way, that's a new mechanic. The lockers can break. And I found out the hard way. Did wait, hold on. What? Yeah. When you stuff Ashley in a locker, the locker can break. How? And then she, uh, when damage is done to it, like a grenade, uh, breaks, like a grenade breaks it or an enemy doesn't attack by it or something. Um, but yeah, the locker will break and that forces her to come out. So, well, crap, because, Every time she's in a locker, I basically treat that as, okay, I can go, like, just fight guys and not care. 
almost like the dumpster. I mean, you can until they go over there. And like, if you happen to fight near it, then you're gonna have a problem. That's a good thing. I never fought near it, though. But yeah, okay, that's an interesting lesson to learn. Maybe that's the advantage of her putting her in the upstairs one for the first time. You have like the Bella sisters, um, where you put her in the upstairs locker rather than the downstairs locker. Because I forgot they were called the Be- the well, I guess Bella sisters. They're not in this because one. Spanish. You're right, Bella sisters, but they're not in this one. Um, well, it, it, it's just funny that they're called that because I'm re- I'm reminded of WWE's Bella twins. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I that that totally escaped me like after all this time. But anyway, I'm trying to think of uh, other game because it's like looking at some of the screenshots. I'm being reminded of like El Gigante was largely the same, except for the fight to defeat the two El Gigantes, where now you have Lewis with you, Luis with you. Yeah, um, I I liked yeah, and they they got rid of the fight where you have to drop the giant rock on his head. Um, when you're in like that that valley. Oh yeah, they, they you well you don't have the choice anymore. You have to fight yep. the Be- the Bella sisters, as you say. But then yeah. they 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 throw the El Gigante into the castle where he wasn't before. So I guess they still throw like throw an extra fight in for getting rid of the one. I thought El Gigante was on the was on the island. Well, like the the two of them. Uh, when you have to fight the two at the same time. No, I thought they were on the no. island. That's part of the castle being too long. That is like that whole underground mine. That's 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 after right. It was it was you, after the, it's after yeah. you fight the the I keep forgetting his actual name, uh, the xenomorph, and then before oh, God, yeah, but then before I mean Verdugo, 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 sorry. yes. Then before you fight, well, you have to run away from giant Salazar statue. Um, which that's another <laughs> thing. You don't have the giant Salazar statue, but instead they have a statue which blows fire, which. Dude, you could see so many like skips that have these clever little things. There's a switch you can shoot on the back of that Salazar statue head that disables and destroys it. That blows its head up. Really? I think okay, it's a tank. I, I think it's a tank, actually. It's like an explosive little tank. So yeah, you can easily not deal with that. And it's like all these little touches that are still there. That is part of again what makes it true to the original Resident Evil 4. And that yeah. is where it's like again, like given my feelings, I don't want to un- like I don't want to reduce how like again, like you're making one of the best games ever, remaking one of the best games ever made. What can you do? And it's like okay, just make sure you continue having little touches like that. Yeah, right. Um, and you know that that kind of goes back to to a point I I want to make about this is like I feel like their goal with this wasn't to replace the original. Um, it was, you know, they, they have a, they've essentially made it a new continuity. Um, yeah. For why, don't, Evil. why don't we talk um, about that? <laughs> yeah. Let's just jump you know into what? that. Let's just jump into that because <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking Let's go back to Ada Wong for a minute. <laughs> and the fact that in the post credits, she has a conversation with Wesker. Who and, doesn't have an English accent, by the way, which totally threw me off. Someone else said that too. Yeah. But the um, or in her conversation, he basically outlines his motivation in Resident Evil, uh, five. Billions of casualties, and then she tells, then she points a uh, gun to the helicopter pilot's head and says, "No, we're going somewhere else. We're not handed." <laughs> and now I've got 
there's two ways this could go. One, the separate ways DLC, which they've already found documentation for in the game's files. You know that was going to happen. Is not what it used to be. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Like they actually because she's I mean they say at the end of the game this is where we go our separate ways and I'm like ha ha there it is yep and one um, of two either you're going to think of the DLC or you're going to think of the journey song um it's but, definitely not the journey song <laughs> oh it can be but the the thing is like either we're the DLC could be her taking this and then Wesker gets it anyway so we're still on track for Resident Evil Five. Or the separate ways DLC doesn't factor into that at all, and they are officially retconning Re- Resident Evil Five. Dude, it's... if they retcon Resident Evil Five, I have a friend who's going to be very upset. <laughs> I'm because because don't get me wrong, I I do love Resident Evil Five unless you're unless I'm playing it on my own. That's the um, thing. It is. A wholly unique game as a co-op game. Every time I play it, I I hate it, but I'm having fun. That is a <laughs> that is a broken relationship video game. Like where I am I, I love the game, but I hate it. It's like it's but as opposed to Resident Evil 6, which you know, after I replayed it's it with Nolan again. Because that's the thing, like for a while there, I was replaying Resident Evil 5 every year as well. I've replayed Resident Evil 5 more times than I really ought to have. Um, <laughs> but it's because it's technically not a bad game. It's just stupid in so many ways. And not just in plot, and some of its design choices too. Um, but, you know, replaying it with Nolan a few times, then playing it again with Seamus Young, fun game still. And I could probably, yeah. like... It, 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 Dude, I could probably play it again. It's like, inevitably, I will probably make a video about it. And when I do, I'm expecting to co-op it with you to record footage. We can get footage of it. We can play it again. I'd be down. It'll be fun. (laughs) And it'll be stupid. It'll be both. But Resident (laughs) Evil 6, I played that on release. And then me and Nolan co-opt through it. And when, after we played Resident Evil 5, people asked if me and Seamus were going to play Resident Evil 6. I just sat there and I was like, man, I just played that game last year. And you know what? I, I just, I, I, I hate the idea of doing it again. <laughs> Resident Evil six. I actively dislike it is easily the worst in the mainline series. Oh God. Yeah. Like it is, it is not a good game at all because it's like, Hey, uh, Sonic Adventure, people love that. So let's just let's just take their their story methods, where we just have a whole bunch of separate stories and combine them all in, into one. No, dude, it's you can do it. Yakuza Five, okay, or Yakuza Zero, even. But even then, that's like mostly like you know, in their own lanes. But anyway, it's just two dudes, um, yeah, yeah. Yakuza like Yakuza Five is is a is a a game that on paper I like should have been a disaster. Like five stories that all converge into one complete. Like it, it is a disaster piece of a story on paper, but man, does it do it masterfully. Sonic adventure two definitely couldn't do it. Sonic adventure one definitely couldn't do it. Sonic heroes definitely couldn't do it. They're all Sonic games, so they don't count. Um, 
Resident Evil Six absolutely could not do it. No, and it, it like and apparently four different studios made each campaign, and if that is the case, then it definitely shows. Because oh yeah, it really does. It was a it like, was highly expensive. I think what I think primarily what they're gonna do is it's because I think you can remake Resident Evil Five and and kind of give it the same treatment that the rest of the of this remake franchise has uh, has given. I think you could still pull that with five and keep it mostly intact, but six mm. is going to be completely redone. Six is not going to exist the way it used to <laughs> at this, all. Well, if, they might even end it at five, dude. I would not be surprised if it just jumps from honest. Well, alternate, alternate. Because they retcon Resident Evil 5 and 6, and Wesker oh. is still alive. Resident Evil 9. The <laughs> BSAA now using... No way! Chris Redfield left the BSAA, and now the BSAA is using zombies for its soldiers. Because Resident Evil Village's story started getting to stupid as well. Like at this point, like God, yeah, I could see so much because Resident Evil once upon a time, like okay, after Resident Evil Seven, I was like, okay, they've got the stupid out of their system. They figured it out. Resident Evil Village, crap. Why are they going back to the stupid? <laughs> so they help themselves, <laughs> and they might not be able to. So again, we'll have to wait and see what the separate ways DLC is going to be. So your theory is that they're essentially doing this remake series. As a backfill, <laughs> leading up to the new sequels, is that what you're thinking? I'm just outlining possibilities because you, again, you might be onto something. Again, like if separate ways is just like it used to be, and you're playing through Ada going through the village and the castle and the island in her own route, then and and then the end is the same as it is now. Then okay. They basically just said Resident Evil 5 doesn't happen. Not as we know it. Yeah. Oh, man. That would be wild. I mean, I... Because honestly, I would love to see um, a co-op game with like in this engine. I would love to see a co-op Resident Evil game in the RE engine. I think that would be dope. Um, especially if they manage to keep it split screen, because I, I love that. I would love to have someone over. I'd like to play this play it with Jen and then we have a co-op game together. Um, it would be curious. Um, oh crap. I just realized we never talked about Ashley's isolated level yet. Oh yeah. And talk All about, right. talk about intense. The first yeah. time I went through that level, man, it was intense. I've gotten better at it now, especially having had to do it a couple of times to make sure I got all the treasures. Um, yeah, there but, was one treasure I, I accidentally left behind. That I got it when I got it, yeah. and then she died, and I and I forgot to get it again. Oh no! And that's actually again what makes it more difficult is she's now a one hit kill. You don't have a health yep. bar. You don't get to take multiple hits. No, you're you're one hit kill. You get hit once, mm -hmm. you're dead. And you got to do it again. Um, so technically, they made it harder, and that's part of what made it more intense. But uh, yep. that's also where, if I wasn't sold on the, the, the this iteration of Ashley, I was there. Because one of the things, 
I thought about this in regards to the Mario Brothers movie as well, right? And this is a this is a term that I mean as neutrally as possible. Uh-oh. I do not mean this as any kind of a value judgment or statement. I do not mean it to lean one way or the other. It is a neutral statement that is effective at, in regards to how companies respond on our current timeline. The post-Sarkeesian effect. Oh, God. You cannot just have a female character acting as a damsel. It's not going to fly well. You're going to get too much flack. Um, Again, Mario movie, Princess Peach. You can't have her just be there waiting to be saved. You know, Captain Bowser. Um, You need her to be more proactive. Unfortunately, this is also going to invite culture warrior types. And believe me, there's people on both sides of the fence on the Mario Brothers movie trying to claim it as being catering to the other side. It's dumb. I mean, especially if you're talking about the Mario movie, because that is actually a kid's movie. And (laughs) that doesn't need to chill out. Admittedly, that doesn't prevent the culture war from invading things. No, it, it doesn't because you know we but have too many people in that are this too case, old. In this case, the married dude, it, it's fine. It's good. The Mario Brothers movie is fine. Like it is. Yeah, I'm going to call it neutral. It makes sure everyone is sufficiently satisfied. In part because it doesn't feel like it addresses it at all. Peach is a good character. Peach is a proactive character, but it's still the Super Mario Brothers movie. And everything that that idea comes with it. So, and the same goes for Resident Evil 4. Ashley, you couldn't just make Ashley as she was in the original Resident Evil 4. It's going to invite too much pressure. You're going to invite too much argument, too much heat. So they need to make sure she is in some way more proactive. They need to make sure she's more in control. And yet at the same time, she still acts like a 19-year-old girl with no combat training. And that's never been in a situation like this before. I mean, if you wanted so, to nitpick, you could nitpick at the fact that she tries to swing at Leon when he first comes through that door. But you know what? Whatever, man, because then she still runs away from him because she's freaked out. So I'm I'm actually going to not call this the post-Sarkeesian effect because I don't want to give her that kind of credit. But this is this is something... <laughs> see, see that's putting a value judgment on it. That's what I meant by neutral. It doesn't have anything to do with anything regarding credibility or any of that. It's just after that point in time. No, right? I disagree. It's something we've been <laughs> moving away from for a long time. So that's why I can't give her any credit for that. Um. I would argue this is something that that we've been moving away from for quite a while, especially considering like Lady from Devil May Cry Three specifically, specifically that game, you know, um, or, or or hell, even Trish. Um, uh, so you know that just gonna just gonna throw those nuggets out there because uh, well, I mean, if you even if you wanted to put that in, I watched, I also watched the uh, restoration of the Japan only nineteen eighty six. Mario Brothers movie anime and even then Peach is captured but she's not just waiting for Mario she's trying to get out and escape and she's actively doing things so technically you could argue it goes back 
almost 40 years, but that's, yeah. I mean, to go back to your point though, like (laughs) to go back to Ashley again, like she is, she's viable in this game. And she's also, and she also shows herself to be intelligent. So, you know, she's not just some sorority girl. Because that, that's like smoke and mirrors. The right? moment that um, I think is the biggest change, I don't want to say biggest change, but the most obvious one is when in the first game, in the original game, there's a point where she coughs, she sees the blood in her hand. And when Leon gets close, she pushes him away because he's freaked out and runs and it separates them. Here, the Plagas temporarily takes over. And so, technically, you could argue it takes the agency away from her. But yeah. at the same time, and this is why, again, this whole culture war thing is a stupid rabbit hole. Because on one hand, I'd be said, it's like you took her agency away from her, so you blah, blah, blah. It's. Oh, yeah, because that's what villains do. <laughs> but, like, they. But they it also make made it, it very familiar. She, well, um, it's also, she doesn't make a stupid choice by herself right or a choice you could view as stupid because again considering even in the previous one she's a 19 year old girl she's in a weird situation she doesn't know what to do when someone's coughing up blood they rarely are thinking right yeah so i have a nosebleed and i freak out (laughs) so it's one of those things where i'm fine with either version of her character i really am but in this one they definitely wanted to make sure she was in some way proactive but this one, the voice actress does a lot to sell her as a believable 19-year-old girl. The way she reacts to when Leon swings on the chandeliers. Um, <laughs> and then, again, when it's all by herself. When she's all by herself and she is um, sitting there like, I am done with armor. And you turn around and she's like, I just said I was done with armor. And you're pulling the chains and she's crying. This sucks. It's like, okay. Like that's the point where I'm like, I love this Ashley. Yeah. I love this I, Ashley. This is a really good version of her. Yeah. Then and, they and even, you know that that kind of leads into something I'm I'm gonna talk about in a bit, but so continue. I was just gonna say, like they even at the very beginning of that chapter, or maybe the end of the last chapter, she and Leon have a sit-down. And, you know, he's encouraging her, you know, not to run and not just like physically run, like when she's freaked out, because she's freaked out now because she just attacked Leon. Right. Yeah. And she's like worried she's going to hurt him. He's telling her not to run. But then, you know, they get, he gets locked in the cage. He tells her to run. And once she does get safe, she's telling herself, I won't run this time. And. It's because this time she wants to save Leon. It links back to that conversation they just had. So it's, it's good characterization. It's good writing. It's, again, she and Luis, I think were done pretty solid favors in this game in terms of story writing and character. Yeah. The, the, char- like, the character writing for Ashley and Luis is stellar. Um, I, I really like it because they... they you know, they feel a lot more fleshed out. They gave them more time and they gave them opportunities to really show that they are good secondary characters. I'm uh, like, I'm excited. I'm excited to see like what they're, cause it seems like they're, they might be setting up Ashley for something in the future. 
It's hard to tell. Bro, I'm going to be honest. When she was starting to talk about trying to get into this, the, the, the CIA or Secret Service or whatever herself. She's going to become a glowy. <laughs> I was thinking of her and Sherry Birkin just teaming up, man. Oh, that'd be... That'd her be and great. Sherry Birkin, but from Resident Evil 6. And that's the thing, like, that, that means acknowledging Resident Evil 6. But granted, <laughs> Sherry Birkin... She replaces and, Jake. Oh, that'd be great. That's the Sherry Birkin and Jake Wesker were like the one thing I liked about that game in regards to the narrative. I liked their characters, even if the story as a whole was dumb. Yeah, I mean, it was. I, I, I kind of liked rundown alcoholic Chris. (laughs) (laughs) There's just the idea of this. I will stand. This Jack dude hitting the bottle. And and just being a womanizing ass. Oh my god! I'm like, wow, dude, you really fell off. It was, I it was still, like an interesting redemption arc. I will never, never <laughs> claim to be wrong when I insist that that game it would have been better if Chris died at the end of that campaign and Pierce was his replacement and became a character. But I know most people will disagree with me. Because most I mean, people uh, love Chris, even though Chris is literally a brick, a human brick. In no, every he's sense a fridge, dude. He's a fridge. He's a fridge. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Ethan, no. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining just this, this, just this upright fridge, and like the like the top freezer part, and he's like Ethan, no, and it's a, like opening to Ethan, no. But I wanted so a ham sandwich. Somebody mod that. It's somebody mod an actual fridge <laughs> instead of Chris. the baby face on Chris's head. <laughs> uh. Anyway, I'm like we're we're getting we off. are getting long. So we're getting way off. I um I gotta say at the because at the end of um of the original Resident Evil Four and Ashley just you know she she just lay, she just lays it out for Leon. Uh, she she asks him like, "Hey, how about we do some overtime?" And Leon's like, "No thanks." And I'm just and in my head, I'm like, "Bro, bro." He sounds really? oblivious. He sounds completely oblivious. And then in the new one, yes. No, no. In the original one, he even sounds oblivious. That was always my read on it. He always seemed oblivious to me. And then he's like, talk, calling up Hanigan. Is like, "Hey, Hanigan, you look cute without those glasses. Want to go on a date?" She's like, "No, thank you." And he's like. Story of my life, and it's like, bro, bro, bro. Uh, meanwhile, but. in this in this game, in the remake, I I took Ashley as saying to him that you know, like, hey, you can be part of my quote unquote, you know, security detail, like as if she's inviting him to be her quote unquote bodyguard, and as like you know, a professional way of of her saying to him, yo, how about? Uh, how about you know we form the beast with two backs and Leon's like, nah, I don't think you need me. <laughs> I think Just, him, it's funny. Still in here. My he's reading was in. very different. My reading because that's the thing. Like I feel like in the original, Ashley's basically like, why don't we go make a mess of my dad's desk in the Oval Office? <laughs> Whereas here. I get the feeling I get the feeling she was actually being more innocent in wanting to spend more time with him and trying to be sly about it by saying, hey, you know, I could always get you on my security detail. And he's trying to be like, look, 
uh, he's trying to be mature and let her down easy and be like, not a good idea because this is my job. Like, you know, I don't want to, I, I, you, you, you don't, you, you don't, you don't crap where you eat, man. Like, right. So you, you don't, you don't stick your pen in the company ink, dude. Yes. That's what it is. So, and he's, I mean, it, it could be interpreted either way, honestly, because I, I love the idea of, especially because like Ashley is very excited about, you know, that line of work by the end of the game. Yeah. A little too excited, a little bit too quickly. Uh, might I add, because considering everything that happened and then she gets the plot gets removed and all of a sudden she's like, I want to do this now. <laughs> she's like, you're kind of right. Yeah. Yeah. We make a good team, don't we? And Leon's like, I, I love how he pauses and he's like, yeah, we do. And I know that in his head, he's just like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, well, that's again, though, like the, she still says things that in my mind, it's like, this does seem like an average 19 year old girl that is now getting excited because she's finally doing something exciting in, in life. Like this is yeah. new and it's fresh and she's surviving. She's experiencing adrenaline. She's experiencing adventure. So it's stuff that makes sense in regards. Um, Luis, meanwhile, actually someone made a really good note um, that I was speaking to when you find that Luis has now granted, firstly, I loved that the original Resident Evil 4 umbrella was done for. Yeah. It was done. There was no more umbrella. And I hated that Re umbrella came back to Resident Evil 5. They still can't seem to let umbrella go. So naturally there's got to be some link to umbrella here where evidently Luis worked for umbrella and they were already studying the Plagas. But yeah, it made a lot more sense, but, and he stole a lot of their equipment. He did. <laughs> Luis? I, I love discovering that room and Leon's like, dude, did he just like did he just like take all of this? He paraphrasing, but like that was really funny. Luis um was constantly flipping his lighter though. And the idea that he had this lighter with him the whole game and he was constantly flipping with it, it does give the sense that he was carrying his past with him the whole time. And given his last speech where he does die differently this time. And instead of, honestly, I like that you got a bit more time with him. Yeah, same. I do like that you got a bit more time with him. You got to interact with him. Um, he still hit on Ashley, just not as rudely. Yes. He, he um, didn't, he's like, ooh, he, like he didn't comment on her chest. <laughs> Ballistics. I see. Uh, I love that line. Um, I, I do, I do love that line too because I'm like, that's not what, that's not how that. What do you mean, Luis? And then she just chews him out, which he deserved. But um, you then have um, again that aspect. He's carrying his past with him, and yeah, his last speech where he's basically trying to make up for. You know, first he's just trying to survive and get out, but because of Ashley and Leon being who they are he ended up prioritizing them over his own survival. Yeah. And so he is now trying to make good. And it's interesting that basically, again, like his, he's carrying his past working for umbrella with him. That is a nice little touch. And I think what I think what I'm wondering is subtle about Krauser in this one, right? 
Because they change his battlefield to it's just Leon and Krauser. There's no little robot explosive drone things. There's no little Pogus face huggers. It's just you and Krauser. Yep. And some of the dialogue gives me this feeling that Krauser, he believes in strength, right? This one last test for Leon feels to me in some ways like a, are you strong enough to get this done? If he believes in power, like he's, I don't think he's trying to kill Leon. He's trying to basically make sure by killing Krauser, Leon is strong enough. And that is an interesting read because so much else of the character, because there's a lot of like what I taught you, Leon, like blah, 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 blah. And there's even like that good moment where Leon is again, when he's up against Ada and he's like, you know, knives are quicker. And then boom, Krauser does the same thing to Leon. And you're like, Oh crap. That's where he learned that. Yep. Like it's, there are, there are bits of like good writing in this. Um, no, there, there are like, there it is. It really is interesting to to see like the like because if there's anything that's like truly different between both versions, and I mean really different, it is the writing, the moment to moment story beats. Like the overarching story is essentially the same, but how we how we get from the beginning to the end is fairly different between each character. Like each character interaction is very different. Ada and, and Luis having a little exchange was interesting. Because um, well, I, I was like, where where is this going? Um, well, because it became clear that, and I don't know if that was clear in the original, right? Like, was Luis counting on Ada to get him out of there? Or was that just, he just, I forget what his exact mission was in the original, actually. I, I forget too. And I don't know if that was touched on in separate ways, because I never played through it. Because... Oh, hmm. the uh, the cutscenes of that are on on based on are based on the, the PS2 version and whoa, those are ugly. Huh. And the HD versions because that was on GameCube, are, yeah. No, it was on PS2. It, well, that's it a, wasn't on GameCube. Yeah, it, like se- separate ways was a was a thing they added later. Exclusive so, to PS2, yeah. And those and so the cutscenes on the PS2 version of Resident Evil Four were not real time. They were not in engine. Nope. nope. So when you when you play the HD versions. And you get to the cutscenes of separate ways. It is ugly because they couldn't up-res it. I think the, I only restore those. I think I only played separate ways once on the Wii, so I don't remember much of it myself, other than going through a bunch of levels you already did as Leon. Um, yeah. But no, for the most part, again, like I'm trying to remember if there's anything. Oh, we never touched on Salazar's boss form, which is so annoying. Oh. Because what I learned in the original is if you are a little bit off to the center, but not fully to the side or whatever, you can generally just wait and do the quick time dodge of his big attack and then shoot him. In the original Resident Evil 4, I mean. And so I I kind of made it simple on how to fight that. Because otherwise, that was one of the more annoying fights in the game. This one, though... Oof. Evidently, though, you could take, like, 75% of his health if you throw a golden egg at him. That's another one of those little things, right? Like, all the little details. All the little details of this that work. Um, And then instead of stabbing him, just take out your magnum and point blank him when he's stunned. 
Dude, um, I I shot him three times with the broken butterfly and he died. The broken butterfly, once you max it out, could be pretty powerful. And then they got the other magnet. I don't think it was maxed out then. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> I just I I just I was like, okay, when he pops out, shoot him. And I shot him three times. And and this is after I died three times. I shot him three times with it and he was done. And I was like, what? <laughs> But that's really the thing. threw me off. He's constantly moving. He's constantly spraying that black muck. And that yep. worried me too. The black muck worried me that they were going to somehow tie this into village. Like it wasn't just the Plagas. They also had the, uh, the Metamycete from Metamycete village, or whatever, uh, hooked in. And I was worried about that. Um, but no, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like this is just, I think I'm at the point where it's like, I'm struggling to maintain coherent thoughts. Um, but we talked a lot about the story at this point. There's probably more we could still talk about. I mean, it is a pretty big game. It is ultimately pretty good. Um, I love this game. It's, I absolutely love it. It's easily one of the best games, but the thing is, I pro I won't be surprised if we come around game of the year season and I, I favor other games. I mean, part of me wonders, do I favor dead space more than this? And I think as a remake I do, but as a game, I can't because this is still Resident Evil four. The original was still better than dead space. And this is still better than dead space. But again, it's like this, this does stuff that frustrates me, but I mean, this is it's this still has a been, really good game. So far, this has been a really good year for remakes and remasters. Cause um, I, I, you could probably throw like a dragon Ishin in there. Um, remastered, granted, that was, yeah, somewhat that was ported over to to from Unreal. P- and they from, to... Yeah, they had to port it to Unreal, and it was from PS3 to you know PS4, Xbox Series, PS5. Yeah. So, and uh, we have Metroid Prime Remaster, Dead Space, and now this. And I'm not sure if there are any other. Oh yeah, well I mean we got Advance Wars coming up. <laughs> we do. The um, funny thing about so many of these remakes, like when you compare what's going on with video games and how respectful they are now of these remake remakes and remasters versus Hollywood of its legacy properties. <laughs> it is like this again. It's like, you want to go back to the Mario brothers movie and like Hollywood hating video games. It's like, you gotta wonder if this is one of those areas where it's like, sorry, Hollywood, you're out of touch. Video games well, are where it's at now. Like, yeah. And, and plus like, like I could, I could tell. And see, here's the problem with Hollywood is that you can tell when something is not really a passion project, you know, like, and it and it's interesting playing Resident Evil Four. It's a it's a remake, all right. And there is, I feel like there's so much love put into to this game and care, you know. It would not be this um, good if it was phoned in, right? And and it definitely was not phoned in. This is a game made it for the ground up. That still feels like the original was its baseline. Yeah. And we and w- what we were given was a fantastic product. I'm I'm looking forward to playing this game a lot. This is probably gonna be my game to play this year when I don't feel like playing Metroid Prime. Cause it's it's like I'm back in 2006. Um so I'm probably gonna be going back and forth between those two. Uh and whatever whatever new thing I'm playing. This like I had a ton of fun with this. The entire 
the entire time I was playing this game, like the entire, I don't know, 23 something hours that I put into my first playthrough, I was just grinning ear to ear because it was, it was tickling me just right. Um, it, it like it, it's not trying to replace the original because it's like you said with dead space, like just to bring it full circle, the dead space remake does make the original feel obsolete. This um, doesn't though, because yeah, the two, and this does not the two. And part of it is even in just some of those old scenes, right? Like one of the things I loved in the original Resident Evil four was when you're on in the village near the end, when you're on the tram cars and you're just able to shoot guys and see them fall into the ravine. <laughs> right. That was fun. Um, but there's also just stuff about how that game plays where it feels like there's still value to it. Yeah. This and, like, yeah. Especially because it was a landmark point of gaming history where it essentially laid out the groundwork for every single third person shooter to come. You're not like, wrong. I mean, even Gears of War, right? Even Gears of War was oh, heavily inspired by Resident Evil 4. Heavily, heavily, heavily. It's just that Gears of War was like, okay, the right stick is camera and you can move and shoot at the same time. Yeah. And then, and you know, somehow Capcom didn't understand that when Resident Evil 5 came out. <laughs> they were very late to the party on that, but that's okay. It was still designed around it. So, Well, Resident Evil 5 was also in development before Gears of War released. So I will say that. Fair. That is fair. I will say that much, but um, no, it's it just, was, oh, man. I'm just happy that one of my biggest fears about this game was handled well. And that was when you lift the limitations of the original Resident Evil four off of it, you know, like they didn't just do that. They didn't just remake Resident Evil four as it was, you know, everything is kept the same, except now they have modernized controls. They, they didn't do that. They went above no. and beyond for this and I'm happy. Yeah, so um, I think that's about all that I can say. I mean, I might write about it. I don't. I was contemplating making a video again, but I'm kind of undecided. I got all kinds of stuff I'm trying to work out, so I might just write it. Or I might try and update my blog about it. Um, but yeah, this is a good. This is a good game. It's going to be one of the better ones released this year so far. And I, again, I've already been replaying it. Um, I just don't think it's got the sticking point for me that Village had. But there's a lot of reasons for that. One of them being that in Village, every section's different. This, yeah. you are largely doing the same stuff throughout the entire game. Um, yep. But you know what? Again, that's the original as well. So it's you're not going to... But the, the, the game is good. I do have some... And again, like my biggest thing is there is no such thing as a definitive edition of them. And in some ways that may, that does drag the original down for me a little bit, because when I play the original now, there's going to be stuff about the, this one, I will wish that original had, but then <laughs> I'll play this and I'll wish there's elements that are more like the original. And that's going to be my frustration is then now I know there is a potential perfect fusion of these two rather than what we have. And that's what frustrates me. But I mean, I'm fine with that because then that just means I have two games that are good that I can go back and forth between, you know, so it, they'll both have their own things about them that I can enjoy or dislike. So and, uh, that I feel that, that as a pair that makes them valuable. Yeah. So with that said, 
everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for those that download this later. Um, I hope you all had a good time and I hope you get to try out, you try out either the Mario Brothers movie or you try out the Resident Evil 4 game because both are good. Um, and while we live in a different era where I can no longer say the Resident Evil 4 remake is one of the best games ever, it is and it isn't. Because Resident Evil 4 is one of the best games ever because when it came out, it was hugely influential and it still is good. Yep. It's like the original Mario Brothers in that regard, right? This, yeah, I don't think this one is going to be influential at all. I um, don't because, know if I would say that, but I don't think it's going to have the same influence. Oh, it definitely won't. I and, don't think this this game is going to be any sort of landmark like the original was. But at the same time, I think right now, Resident Evil as a franchise is back to being a landmark, even if it's not the biggest multi-billion dollar seller, right? Yeah. I think Resident Evil, sure. I think Resident Evil has earned itself its place in the game industry's like consistently greatest release games. So it is a definitely one of the games. Like if there's only like a few games you can play this year, make sure Resident Evil four is one of them. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that's enough from me and that's enough from you. So shut up, Joey and good night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got more beer to drink. All right. Have a good night, man. Later. <laughs> <laughs>